This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You know what feels really good? What? Staycations. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not going far away. It's not like you got to pack a ton, but you just find a nice place to go in the town or city that you're in Mm -hmm. to get out of your space that you're normally in. And that's what I'm doing I'm going to be in Palm Springs this weekend, and Just I tell cannot people wait. exactly where you are, your address. <laughs> so, it, no. Um, but no, I, 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 I think if I'm in Palm Springs, if someone like hears my voice, they'll be like, hey, I recognize that voice. Totally. That's totally a thing that people have told me. Like, your voice is so recognizable. It is. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. I love your voice. Do you? Yeah. I don't believe you. I mean, you. that's kind of why you're here. If you don't <laughs> like your voice, I don't think you Oh, great. Here. So you hired me. Basically, <laughs> the truth um, comes out. But no, seriously, I'm so excited to um, to be going to Palm Springs. It's going to be you. so nice to I, get away. I'm just happy that you're taking some time for yourself. It's so important. It is because a lot of us don't take that step, and there's always an excuse. I get it. Yeah. But a staycation can even mean, you know, there's a way to find cheap ways. To even oh, do it. for sure. It doesn't need sure. to be expensive. No, it doesn't at all. Do what's best for you. Nice little beach day. That's what I'm talking about. Also, like, I remember when I dated, and we're going to get into the show, but when I I dated someone that was having some money issues at a certain point, and I was like, you don't need to take me out for dinner, this, that, like, spend money. We can go to the park. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, you lived west side, so the beach is beautiful. I just think, I think people take for granted how beautiful the beach is. Yep. And, like, how relaxing that is. It is the best. I took a jog this morning at the beach. Aw. Had some coffee. Yeah. That's it beautiful. makes your day. Really Thank you does. for showering, too, because sometimes you don't shower when you come from working out. Uh, I didn't brush my teeth this today. I brought my toothbrush to the, to the office. Wow. <laughs> I was so rushing. So sorry to anyone who uses that mic. <laughs> Luckily, it has the weekend to purify itself. So what's happening on the show besides your... Well, guess what? It's National Latinx AIDS Awareness Day. We're going to be That's talking amazing. more about that at 3.35 p.m. Pacific, 6.35 p.m. Eastern. And Madonna's daughter is opening up about how she is as a mom and... Let me tell you, it's not that good. It's That's in uh, the T-Report with Ryan in a moment. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. The Texas House approved a bill that will prohibit transgender children from playing on sports teams that align with their gender identity. It is extremely likely, unfortunately, to pass the Senate. This is just horrible. We're going to be talking more about that in 15 minutes, though, so stick around for that. Now, uh, this has been breaking news today. Former President Bill Clinton was admitted to the University of California Irvine Medical Center's intensive care unit for a urinary tract infection. He has a UTI. 
So thankfully, it's not that bad. He's going to get better. And it unfortunately had spread to his bloodstream. And that's according to his doctors who told that to CNN. He was admitted to the ICU for close monitoring and administered IV antibiotics and fluids. He remains at the hospital for continuous monitoring. And Clinton, who was in California for a private event for his foundation, had been feeling fatigued on Tuesday and was admitted to the hospital after testing. That is crazy. When I, um, because I woke up this morning and I was watching the news and I saw that, I was like, wait, what is Bill Clinton going through? Yeah. Um, But I'm happy that he's uh, on the recovery and he's getting very, he's getting better quickly. Yep, exactly. Now, finally, a Capitol Police officer has been charged with helping a January 6th rioter attempt to obstruct justice. Prosecutors say the officer DM'd the rioter on Facebook and encouraged him to delete incriminating posts that showed he was inside the Capitol that day. So he tried to help someone out there. Uh, And that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Oh, my God. One of Madonna's kids are coming up about her, uh, not coming up, but they're opening up about her parenting skills. It is time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So Madonna's eldest daughter, a Lord Leon, uh, she's basically saying this in a new interview, that the material girl is surprisingly a strict parent and runs a tight ship in her household. She said this, my mom is such a control freak. She has controlled me my whole life. Yikes. She said, I needed to be completely independent from her as soon as I graduated high school. Which I understand. That helicopter parent stuff, not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Um, she also said this, we don't get any handouts in my family. Obviously, I grew up with extreme privilege. There's no denying that. But I think my mom saw these other kids of famous people, and she was like, my kids are not going to be like this. And then also, I feel like if your parents pay for things, then it gives them leverage over you. So she's like, I wanted to just be 100% wow. independent, which I respect. Yeah, good for her. She's a model. Uh, she was just at the Met Gala. And, uh, you know, Madonna has given her some, some you know, thoughts about, are you sure you want to be a model but you know i think the money is where the modeling is right now so she's figuring it out getting it where she can i can only imagine having madonna as your mom totally god i mean it has i would be in therapy when i was five (laughs) for real seriously that's your team report we got more coming up next hour and of course odyssey's we can survive is at the iconic hollywood bowl october 23rd and honey it's sold out but don't worry though because Channel Q has your chance to win to get in to see Coldplay, Doja Cat, Shawn Mendes, Kid Leroy, Black Eyed Peas, I wonder if they're bringing Fergie, and Maroon 5. Tickets are sold out, and the only way in is to win. So just head over to wearechannelq.com and enter to win four great seats and a hotel room for the night. There's Y'all seats better not be better than my seats, all I know is. Because whoever wins, they're going to have to exchange seats with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying. I work here. Y'all just winning stuff. Great treatment of our listeners, Ryan. I don't care. Odyssey's We Can't Survive benefits the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So, of course, we're going to have a um, it's party with a purpose, which is nice. Which is my favorite part of We Can't Survive. Yeah, we can't. Wait. We are ChannelQ.com. Good luck. We'll see you there. And seriously, if the tickets are better. I'm coming for it. Yeah, they might be scared to uh, I'm coming. apply for this. Because I'm going to apply then, and I'm going to win. Hey, I think that's legal, <laughs> but uh, there you go. Now, uh, coming up, Equality Texas joins us to discuss what's next now that the Texas House approved a bill ban- banning transgender children from playing in school sports. The CEO of Equality Texas joins us for that next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The Texas House of Representatives 
Thursday passed a bill barring transgender students in public schools from participating on the sports teams comporting with their gender identity. This is a huge blow, of course, for the LGBTQ community and advocates. And joining us right now is Ricardo Martinez, CEO of Equality Texas. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, this is really unfortunate. It failed to pass the House three times earlier. So what happened this time? Um, you know, I wish I could give you a simple answer. Yeah. And we only have about five minutes, to be honest. Um, but um, I just think, I don't know, I think the situation is unfortunate, right? Because, for as you mentioned, uh, close to four sessions down, uh, and completed, we have been able to to stop this bill up to this point. And I think a lot of it has to do with the advocates who come time and time again to the Capitol to share their story, share their trauma, share how this uh, debate around um, uh, a bill that's intended to harm anti-LGBT, I mean, uh, harm trans kids is just um, playing out in the field. And we were hoping that we could change a lot of hearts and minds by providing unequivocal evidence that uh, of the harm that this is having. And even um, with all that, those examples of the harm that it's causing right now to trans kids, non-binary kids, LGBT, LGBT kids, um, they, they still moved it forward. Yeah, it's it makes me really upset because this is something that Republicans always do. Representative Valerie uh, Swanson, she uh, have basically she's previously claimed that there are boys, boys in the state who transition just to win at girls sports. When asked for an example, she couldn't even name one. And I feel that that's something that uh, Republicans constantly do when they're putting out this rhetoric, they can never have an actual example of the, a moment where this is happening. Are we going to continue to see that from Republicans? Is, is, is that going to get played out, especially if we continue? Like, how can we continue to prove that that's not a real thing that happens? Well, it's not a real thing. Otherwise, you'd have examples, right? So I think that um, and we know from the data that nobody would pretend to um, – be someone that they're not to gain a competitive advantage or to play in a team just to get a competitive advantage just and take on all of the bullying and harassment that trans kids um, experience every single day, right? That doesn't happen. That's not happening. And it's not going to happen. And we've seen this time and time again replicated since 2017 when the bathroom bill um, was introduced here in Texas. This is bathroom bill 3.0, right? It's the same argument uh, refurbished. Um, with different language, different words, but exactly being the same. And the targets um, remain consistent, right? It's trans folks, unfortunately. And 2021 is the worst year for LGBTQ state legislative attacks across the country, and especially here in Texas, when we've seen 76 uh, anti-LGBTQ bills filed, 50 of them targeting trans people, specifically young people. Yeah, I, I can't imagine all the work that you are constantly doing. I guess now that this has passed the House, what happens yeah, now? What's next? We don't give up, right? We continue the advocacy. We have to be able to continue to fight and to um, drum up opposition to this horrible bill. Um, and, you know, we're not an impact litigation organization, and I'm sure that the ACLU and Lambda have plans, um, and I can't speak for those organizations, so maybe uh, having them on to kind of uh, get yeah, yeah, more clarity um, what do. their impact is going to be or like what their plans are going to be would be good. Uh, but from our perspective, it's just continuing to champion non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people to ensure that um, 
you know, LGBTQ Texans don't have to worry about their livelihoods, uh, their well-being, their safety in just accessing public accommodations and just being themselves and living authentically. Definitely. What can happen at the federal level, though, at this point? Like, isn't is Biden stepping in around this? I think we are kind of at a standstill with the Equality Act, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a piece of legislation that uh, most equality organizations are championing across the country to provide those federal protections, and hopefully the state protections will follow. Uh, But for us, it's an imperative to to make sure that both happen. Okay, well, thank you again for joining us. I I know this is probably a really difficult day for you, but we appreciate your time. Thanks for your work. Yeah, of course. And I'm exhausted and I'm sorry that I'm stumbling through my words. I've had three hours of sleep and uh, my voice is hoarse because I've been yelling and chanting with other LGBTQ Texans that are in full opposition of this uh, type of legislation. So thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Sending you lots of love. That was Ricardo Martinez, CEO of Equality Texas. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Uh, Well, Netflix continues to deal with the fallout from Dave Chappelle's The Closer special. Uh, Now, actually, more than 1,000 trans Netflix employees and allies were planning a digital walkout on October 20th. And now there's news that the lead organizer of next week's employee protest has been fired from Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they happen to be a trans person of cl- color. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, so sad uh, to 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 hear this news um because uh, the Verge actually broke the news in in this moment this person is the head of its trans employee resource group and apparently Netflix is saying they fired her well fired them cuz I'm not really sure because yeah. their identity is anonymous. Um fired them because they were leaking internal data and that's just doesn't seem true there was uh, a sources that have spoken out saying this quote all these white people are going around talking to the press and speaking publicly on twitter and the only person who gets fired is a black person who was quiet the entire time Um, that's absurd and just further shows that black trans people are the ones being targeted in this conversation. And for me, that's the key right there because Netflix was always going to handle this situation crappy. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're, they're a company at the end of the day and then the CEO or the co-CEO is a cishet white man who has been literally, honestly, just saying the stupidest things since this whole thing has come out. So I knew Netflix wasn't going to handle this properly. But to know that the the people inside, the other queer folks inside, the other trans people inside, all have kind of been sitting back quietly, especially when all of this started was by a white trans woman. I think white queer and trans folks have to realize the consequences of these moments. Y'all want to have a big protest online and create all of this, you know, needed necessarily messaging, but then... You're going to be quiet when it's now falling back on the black trans person who lost their life, who was pregnant, by oh, the way. It's horrible. That's another key part of this. And so for me, oh, they're going to get a lawsuit. There's oh, consequences to to this that are bigger than just, you know, saying, oh, I'm not I'm you know, I'm going to protest work or I'm going to speak out against Netflix or a thread on Twitter. No, those type of things have more blowback on the people of color at that job than you. And so that pisses me off because there's a major race component to this, and I don't think people want to have that conversation. It is important, everything you said. It's really unfortunate. I mean, I don't—this continues to just unravel and get really bad 
What are they going to do right now? I don't know what they can do, to be honest. And I think it sucks because I, I know, like, there's a hit shows coming out left and right, like you just dropped, and, and people yeah. are wanting to boycott the, the streaming platform. But then also there's that, like, you know, it's confliction because you're like, oh, God, I really want to watch you. I really want to do it. But I'm just like, go find it in, I don't know, bootleg it or something because Netflix does not deserve any support right now and honestly the people who are also queer and trans who are not of color need to step up because this solidarity and this allyship that y'all all decided to have last year is all performative because the fact that this person got fired when they weren't even doing anything and they were probably like oh no let's do something as the head of the trans employee resource group of course why why does it fall yeah, back on them they were they were thrown under the bus yeah and it's sad because people gonna keep their jobs except for this black pregnant trans person well it, it is really sad and we'll continue to report about the latest updates because yeah every day just gets worse unfortunately uh but now coming up on the show howie mandel has revealed why he fainted in a starbucks this week we've got some lighter news coming up on this friday oh, is it later? <laughs> yeah he fainted oh his well, health. he's 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 bad he's okay <laughs> there's a funny reason why <laughs> yes. he fainted oh, okay there you go that's next on what's trending this hour this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, we are back. Thanks for hanging out with us back, back, today. Back we are. Uh, and we've got lots coming up, including why Howie Mandel, the comedian, fainted at a Starbucks this past week. You know how you say, yes, we're back? Like, where else would we be? We might have run away. That's true. You know, I'm just saying. It happens. Are you thinking about running away? <laughs> Is that, I was, that came really quick. <laughs> like, that was like the first thing that popped in your mind. <laughs> You know, just if you're wondering, it's true. You know, we tend to do things like sometimes when you're on on air that you're like, what? It like you say it. You're like, what? <laughs> don't go anywhere. What? What are you gonna do if like, I go somewhere? Well, what's gonna happen? <laughs> Watch out. Don't threaten me. Right. I mean, it's what it seems. Um. So we're gonna get into Howie Mandel fainting with Ryan and the T Report. Plus, we're putting a spotlight on Latinx AIDS Awareness Day today. 
That is in 15 hey. minutes. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. A Texas man was sentenced to 23 years in federal prison for using the dating app Grindr to commit violent hate crimes against gay men. It's just... Horrible. Be careful out there. It's happening. Yeah. Daniel Jenkins, who's 22, pleaded guilty in June to committing a series of robberies, carjackings, and other crimes in the Dallas area in December 2017. He's actually the last of four co-conspirators charged in this scheme, and he faced the worst sentence of the group. The four men created fake profiles on Grinder to lure nine men to an apartment complex in Dallas. When the victims arrived, they were held at gunpoint and forced to drive to ATMs to withdraw cash from their accounts. So yeah, be careful out there, definitely. Now, U.S. Attorney and Professor uh, Barbara McQuaid spoke out about the Texas abortion law and it staying in effect. Keep in mind, Brian, how extraordinary it is that we are in this posture. We have got standing precedent, Roe versus Wade, on the books almost 50 years. If the U.S. Supreme Court wants to overrule that, it has the power to do that. But a court of appeals, the Fifth Circuit, one of those intermediate courts of appeals, does not have the authority to overrule Supreme Court precedent. So these stays that they are invoking to allow the law to stay in effect and those constitutional rights to be violated while this litigation is pending is really quite extraordinary. Well, hopefully someone listens to that and makes change because, yeah, it's unfortunate if that stays into effect and they overrule uh, the Supreme Court. Now, we talked about Netflix and everything happening there. Hannah Gatsby has come out and has released a statement He is basically dragging Netflix CEO Ted Sarandis for citing uh, her specials on the platform in his defense of Dave Chappelle. Sorry, she was doing it. I wasn't sure what their pronouns were. It's because they're, anyway. As I say, I I didn't know. Yeah, there was a he and a she, and then I was confused here. So I apologize for that. So basically, um, Ted Sarandis said that um, and used Hannah Gatsby as the, showing that Netflix was inclusive and had all this inclusive programming. And she's like, no, don't drag my name into your justifications of hate speech, dog whistling you refuse to acknowledge. So, yeah, a lot of creators on Netflix calling the platform and the CEO out for all of this right now as this continues to happen. And that was What's Trending This Hour, What's Happening in Entertainment News, Ryan. Okay, so Howie Mandel just fainted in the middle of a Starbucks. And yes, he's okay, but here's why. It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So um, he has a podcast, and um, he does it with his daughter. I had no clue about that. And he explained why he fainted at a Starbucks here in L.A. And who knew this could happen to you? I had a colonoscopy a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know you're too young, but they empty you out. You take a drink uh-huh. and you empty out. I have a, a, a consensual diarrhea for, uh, you know, uh, an entire night. Consensual diarrhea. Well, it's like most people don't ask for it. I took something that gives you consensual diarrhea. I mean, diarrhea. it's just poop. Get over it. Are y'all like three in the studio? They're like cringing over you're poop. You're laughing. Oh my God! He has a colonoscopy, which I, honestly I didn't know colonoscopies di- dehydrate you like that. Yeah, because I've they need to empty one. it all out. I've never had that. Yeah, you're too young unless you, no. Like, I feel like pops young up. people get them. No, usually it's at a, a uh, like when you're older to look you for cancer. You feel like a spot and do that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, you could do it if you're just like emptying yeah. yourself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
Oh, for other for many reasons. <laughs> Are you saying <laughs> what would be the reason why I'm digging myself? Usually, it's for colon cancer to get checked. Anyway, thanks. Oh my god! Thanks for help having me clarify. <laughs> It that wasn't great. Hashtag I awkward. I didn't ask you to clarify. You clarified. <laughs> All right. Odyssey's We Can Survive is at the iconic Hollywood Bowl. It's sold out, though. But Channel Q is trying to give you a chance to win, to see Coldplay, Doja Cat, and more. Tickets are sold out. And the only way in is to win. Just head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for all the details. Good luck. We'll see you there. Well, next up, uh, we are putting a spotlight on National Latinx AIDS Awareness Day. What you need to know, how to get involved, that's all next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Politico is... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. I think my mic was off. Was it on? Oh, great. Oh, my goodness. Things just happen. It's live radio. I burped. uh, I want to apologize. Why would I apologize? Excuse you. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) I am a human. Welcome to Friday's bodily functions. I didn't mean to. I know, I know. I mean, you don't want to know what else happens in here. Well, we could talk about that. That that are silent (laughs) and deadly. Anyway, let's get to the story (laughs) why we're here. Politico is reporting that Transport Secretary Pete Buttigieg has been on paid paternity leave since mid-August, with the White House saying they believe every American should have access to paid family leave, which is great. You know, good on him. He's obviously, I feel like he's not fully off, like he's working, but he's no, just he's not. No, he's probably off. He's, he's just, been here and there doing some things. I feel like he showed up here and there for some things publicly, I think though. he's probably taking off, though. When you just have new babies, you're taking off. You're allowed to take off. Well, October 13th, he was on CNN Live. From home. No, he was in front of the White House, unless that's a green screen. Oh. So I feel like he is working, but maybe still he's still doing stuff. But, of course... Wouldn't most parents... It depends on, like, if you have your own company. Well, he's in, he is. And if you're at the top of the government. Yeah, the government. It's not like the government takes time off. But he's probably like, yeah, they're letting him work from home a bit more. I don't know the details, let's be clear. Well, it sounds Uh, like you just had firsthand knowledge of everything you've been doing for the past 10 days. um, Of course, Tucker Carlson had to get in on the conversation. Here's what he had to say. But still, the White House does not seem concerned. Pete Buttigieg has been on leave from his job since August after adopting a child paternity leave, they call it, trying to figure out how to breastfeed. No word on how that went. But now he's back in office as the transportation secretary, and he's deeply amused, he says, to see that dozens of container ships can't get into this country. One, did you really need to say they're figuring out how to breastfeed? Like, come on. You know what's it's annoying like he's to such me? A bully. What's annoying to me is Republicans always have like these talking points about um, parental leave until. Uh, until they become parents and then they realize that it's a necessary thing. Like I remember when Megan McCain, she took all time for her baby and she realized she was like speaking out for motherhood and, and uh, the parental, you know, the, whatever the taking off of it is. What's it called? Parental leave. Um, yeah. Paternal leave. There it is. Paternity leave. Um, yeah. And so I just, it's so interesting how you sometimes see a Republicans flip flop unless they are going through said situation. Yep. Tucker Carlson, however, is just an awful person who is, you know, doing what he does best take shots at Democrats, but then also has a little toxic mask like lenity and homophobia to it when it's about Peter, um, Pete Buttigieg. And it's unfortunate because 
I, there's actually a video from the recount that showed another Fox host who was actually talking about he was going on paternity leave for his kids. So it's like, if you have a problem about that, why call out Pete Buttigieg and not call out your your other colleague? Oh, yeah, because she's, she's being selective. Yeah, because the other colleague's like, I'm excited to bond with my newborn child. Yeah. Are you going to drag that? Yeah. Drag people trying to connect with the future generation I mean, with trying their to bond with his children, with their children. Yeah. So yeah, that's really unfortunate because it, it, I'm sure people are watching the other bullies out there saying, "Oh yeah, that's hilarious." Like I need to prepare for when you take paternity leave, maternity leave, or whatever. You're a parent, right? Yeah. So paternity is usually for the dads. Yeah. Well, why are we gendering that? I don't know. It's just the way because you're a mom. You're a maternal. Maternal side is mom. Paternal. Yeah, is once dad. again, we're gendering. Motherhood. But yeah, but that's but I, I gender it only because I'm um I am I'm acknowledge and embrace my maternal side. But everyone has a maternal side. True. If you want to say you're taking maternity leave, then you get to choose that. I think we have to acknowledge that people who have vaginas and ovaries don't identify and with that. True. They get to choose label. whatever when they want. I choose. I All guess choosing is about breaking it down and going with something that feels gender neutral. So what would it be? For Paternal. Paternity leave. I think that's more sex. That's male. Is it? Yes. Oh. That's, yes. That sounds more just gender neutral. No, it isn't. It is not. But yes, uh, imagine that. Imagine wonder, me taking maybe off. Maybe we need to come up with a gender neutral name for this. Just your part, like a, a, a baby leave. It's yeah. a baby leave. I think it's, yeah, it's child leave. a baby. Child leave. What's wrong with saying baby? That's true. Because it is a baby. It is a baby. Yeah. Hey. We're brainstorming we're, here, <laughs> Coming up. With, Live over the air. <laughs> with the future right here on Let's Go you know, There. language evolves. We're the the new version of linguistics. Of what? Linguins, lingu- linguistics. <laughs> Holy mother. <laughs> well, coming up. Oh, get me out of here. We uh, have a really interesting and important conversation about how identity politics can actually impact your sex life. We're getting into it. Let's do it. Next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. And you know, for many, trans people can be a difficult journey to find joy and freedom and intimacy. And the idea of being trans enough can even ruin their sex life. Um, And we were really inspired to cover this topic uh, when we read an article about this on Mike.com by Ty Bennywitz. And one of the experts in the article we wanted to have on to talk more about this, and Spencer Garrison joins us right now, a doctoral candidate in sociology and LGBTQ studies at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. Hey, hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we are excited. Yes. Tell us about your 2018 study that was mentioned in this on the limits of trans enough and what that means. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I studied gender accountability, right? Which is basically the way that we account for our gender identity and our gender presentation to other people. And this is something that all of us do, right? Not just trans folks, cis folks too. I know you guys did an episode the other day about hot sauce and masculinity, right? That's a perfect wow. example of this kind of gender accountability problem. Um, we are constantly being asked to defend our gender presentation and to explain our gender identity to other people. And I think that's especially the case for trans and non-binary folks. And so this project was really about that, about this project of sort of convincing other people that we are trans and that we're valid in claiming trans identity mm. and some of the parameters that bound that for folks, right? What does it look like to be trans enough and how do folks grapple with situations where they might feel like they're not or like their stories don't measure up? And, 
And I love that you looked at the differences between how non-binary trans people told their stories versus binary trans folks. Can you break that down a little bit more? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's so important, right? Yeah. So when sociologists think about gender accountability, they're usually framing it within the terms of this gender binary, right? How are you masculine enough? Are you feminine enough? And for binary identified trans folks, that's a big part of proving transness, right? Or of doing one's gender correctly. Um, a lot of binary identified trans folks have this angst, right, about wondering whether other people are really going to see them and are going to take them seriously and whether they're doing masculinity or femininity in ways that are going to be culturally mm-hmm. recognized. And I think that's a big part of what it means to, to sort of document transness or to prove that you're trans enough. But there's another piece here that comes in when we start talking about proving trans identity specifically, right? Not mm-hmm. just proving masculinity or femininity, but proving that we are trans. And for the folks that I talked to as a part of this project, proving that you're trans means different things, right? It means having known forever, right? Knowing since you were three or four years old, the gender that you really felt yourself to be in your heart. Um, It means experiencing dysphoria, right? Feeling sad, um, feeling negatively about your body and negatively about the way that you're being viewed. And it's something where we really see the narrative changing in this moment, right? As non-binary people are becoming more visible, we really see that discourse around dysphoria changing and people starting to embrace this idea of gender euphoria, right? What gender presentation makes me feel excited? What makes me feel happy? Um, and so proving that you're trans enough, right, often means embracing this kind of born in the wrong body. I feel super yeah. dysphoric. I really hate myself. I've presented as the opposite sex, right, quote unquote, from birth. And that introduces this real problem for non-binary folks where they have mm. to sort of navigate this dual tension of not really wanting necessarily to project masculinity or to project femininity, but really wanting to project transness. And I think that those wow. projects are held in tension with one another. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I love what you said, gen- from gender dysphoria to, did you say euphoria? Gender euphoria, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that because um, in this article, it also talks about the attachment to dysphoria and mm-hmm. how are people supposed to move beyond that? Exactly, right? And I think that's a big question. It's certainly not a question that I feel prepared to answer individually. Um, I think that it's this is a systemic problem, right? And to change this problem, we're going to have to change the narrative around transness. And that means getting a majority of the people participating in this system on board with that change. And so I think that there are a couple of things that that means. One, it means demedicalizing and depathologizing transness. Right. And rendering trans identity as something that's accessible to anybody and that anyone can claim and that we don't really need to build stereotypes around or try to measure up to. But I think it also means to some extent enlisting cis people, right, and enlisting binary trans folks in this project of taking gender apart or trying to challenge these gender narratives. I think right now a lot of that work is being placed on the shoulders of non-binary folks, right, the folks that are most disadvantaged by the system and most harmed by the system. And while I do think that non-binary folks are doing really incredible things to change our gender system and to open our eyes, right, to the, the full scope of the gender universe, I also think that that's a big ask. And I think that in the same way that enlisting white folks in the project of ending racism is going to be a a critical step in moving in that direction. I think enlisting cis folks in challenging gender and really experimenting and pushing the boundaries of gender presentation is going to be really critical in making this change. This was so good and informative. And so thank you so much, Spencer, for joining us and really breaking this down. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you guys have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. Hope to have you back. That was Spencer Garrison, a doctoral candidate in sociology and LGBTQ studies at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Check out their uh, 2018 study on the limits of trans enough. Now coming up on the show, again, we can... 
to uh, bring awareness to National Latinx AIDS Awareness Day. We have uh, the organization behind um, helping Latino communities join us next. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Now, today, October 15th, is National Latinx AIDS Awareness Day. And as HIV continues to be a serious threat to the health of Latino communities, some organizations are stepping up, continuing to focus on this cause. Richard Zaldivar joins us right now, founder and executive president of the Wall Las Memorias. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. um, And of course, this is so important. We're excited to talk to you more about this. Tell us more about the organization. Well, thank you. I I founded the organization 28 years ago. My best friend at the time shared with me that he was HIV positive right around 1990. And I remember um, his expression on his face of despair and hopelessness and sadness. Um, And so I wanted to do something. And I know as Latinos, we have have had a lot of issues in, re- in regards to HIV and AIDS and HIV testing and machismo. And, and so I decided to build an AIDS monument to p- people who passed away. Mm-hmm. And I started the organization on December the 1st, 1993, which was also World AIDS Day. And um, in the year 2004, we constructed the first and only publicly funded AIDS monuments in the country. Wow. Um, and we provide HIV prevention and testing substance abuse prevention and um, mental health prevention to uh, LGBTQ transitional age youth. And we do a lot of work in the community. And this December, we're going to be rededicating our AIDS monument, which is also uh, commemorating the 40 years of AIDS. We renovated uh, the monument. We put in $850,000 worth of renovation. So we do a lot of work in Los Angeles, and I'm really proud of the work that we do. We have a lot more to do. So I think about last year. How did you pivot from this year, and how did you kind of reflect differently from everything that happened last year to now? Oh, my God, what a great question. And I have to be honest with you, I I really thank God for it because, you know, it was really scary and um, how we did it. I had no clue how Zoom worked at the time. <laughs> and so we, we started Zooming uh, and we learned the craft and we did so well that we brought all of our clients on social media. If it wasn't on Instagram, it was on Zoom. It was on Facebook. Um, but we, 
we would have numerous meetings throughout the week. We also brought in like professional uh, health professionals to work with the community and our clients through virtual platforms in talking about COVID-19 and some of the other issues that they were facing. It was a very difficult year, but my staff did an incredible job of, of working, um, learning the new tool as far as uh, virtual platforms and delivering the services that were so desperately needed. That's amazing. That's Congratulations incredible. on that. What should the Latinx community know about a day like today and also allies? I think, it, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're going through so much in this country and so much throughout the world. Uh, every day we're facing uh, racial and social injustice. A lot of our community members are still being beaten up on, on metro buses uh, in different parts of the country. Uh, we're not only dealing with HIV, but we're dealing with COVID-19. And a lot of our family members lost someone to, to COVID. And I think that as Latinx, as Latinos, we need to remember that today is dedicated to a Latino Latinx AIDS Awareness Day. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we can never, ever forget uh, the thousands of people that we lost uh, during the AIDS pandemic. And knowing that we're still losing, if not the physicalness of people, we're also losing their their spiritual and their emotional um, presence uh, because of HIV. A lot of our younger people that are contracting HIV today you know, either don't realize or don't care, or they're just mm. they're just being great young people, and they they're not aware that they're carrying the virus. Yeah, and so we just want to remind all of our community that we need to take get better care of ourselves and keep our health in check. Definitely. All right. Well, that was Richard Zeldivar, founder you. and executive president of the Wallace Memorias. Thank you so much again. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. You, you too. as well. Now coming up, more tea that Annie Cohen got from a Hollywood start. That and more next on What's Trending This app. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, we're back. Hey, and it's a party hey, uh, here in the studio woo, on this Friday. Woo. I hope you're uh, partying too with us right now. You don't sound like you're partying. I hope you're partying too with us right now. <laughs> Honestly, you sound like you're just making it through. <laughs> that is not true. It, it, trust me, if you saw her, she is. <laughs> I am wearing a cute leather jacket. I'm ready to go out. No, All right? And we've got lots still coming up on the show today, including more of this. <laughs> uh, the important things you need to know so you don't get underpaid, plus the shade that Beanie Feldstein dropped with Andy Cohen. That's in the tier report in a moment. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Over half of LGBTQ middle and high school students reported being bullied over the past year. Data was compiled by the Trevor Project, a nonprofit focused on suicide prevention and LGBTQ youth. LGBTQ youth who reported that they were bullied were also three times more likely to attempt suicide, according to the survey. Now, actress Lily Bernard filed a lawsuit against Bill Cosby, alleging he drugged and raped her in 1990. Mm. I suffer panic attacks and night terrors of the Cosby trauma regularly. I am a mother of six children, so of course I have to stand strong and and be there for them. I'm also an actor and an artist, so I find comfort in my art. But it's been difficult. I suffer PTSD like any other war veteran suffers PTSD, except the war that Bill Cosby waged upon me was not overseas. It was actually on the landscape of my body. 
It's so mm. sad. And the fact that Bill Cosby is out and about right now. Yep. Now, uh, labor advocates are calling it Striketober as uh, tired healthcare workers across California enter the 19th month of the pandemic. Thousands are walking off the job and onto the picket line demanding more staffing. The strikes and rallies threaten to cripple hospital operations that have been inundated by the COVID-19 Delta surge, as well as patients seeking long-delayed care. And that was so much trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Oh, my God. Beanie Feldstein just threw some major lighthearted shade at okay. Leah Michelle, And honestly, my little gay heart can't take. So it's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Andy Cohen is the one who got the tea when he asked her what she made of Michelle's name trending, or, you know, Leah Michelle's name trending when Feldstein was cast in the iconic role of Fanny Bryce. Um, And she admitted to the host that she had no idea what was going on. I didn't know that any of this was happening, by the way. And, and and all of a sudden people started explaining it to me. And I was like, wait, what? I don't, I don't even under like I don't follow any, I don't understand, I didn't understand. But um she very sweetly wrote on my uh Instagram. I don't know the woman whatsoever, but oh that's nice. Oh good. Well, I love yeah. this. That's a good, that's a happy story that she wrote on your Instagram. <laughs> The reason why this is so funny is because Leah mm-hmm. Michelle is obviously everyone knows that she was the big Broadway girl on um on Glee. Like she she's always wanted to play Fanny and Funny Girl. And um that's why it was like her name was trending. And then of course, I think it's just easy to throw shade at her because how awful she is in real life. That's what's been said, yeah. Yeah, you know, and um Beanie I the headline on this was Beanie saying that she didn't know. Leah Michelle, like very Mariah Carey, and people just took off with that. Mm-hmm. But we actually hear, well, it wasn't that serious. It's just sweet. And he was like, I don't know. I didn't even know this was happening. But that's your tea report. Um, if you want to go to We Can't Survive at the iconic Hollywood Bowl here Ooh. in Los Angeles, you better listen up. So, it's sold out, unfortunately. I know y'all were wanting to buy tickets, but guess what? Channel Q has your way in because we're giving you a chance to see Coplay, Doja Cat, Sean Mendes, Ken Leroy, Black Eyed Peas, and Maroon 5. Tickets are sold out, and the only way in is to win. Just head over to WeAreChannelQ.com and enter to win four great seats and a hotel room for the night. Odyssey's We Can't Survive benefits the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Good luck. We'll see you there. That is your cheat report, honey. Wow, okay. Well, next up, how to know your worth while negotiating it and make sure you don't get underpaid. Come on, get it. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. As employers ask for your rate these days, the question of what your worth is or your value comes up, which really could be triggering for a lot of us, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you respond so you don't get underpaid, right? Belinda Rosenblum joins us right now, a CPA and money strategist and founder of Own Your Money. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I know. I think this is a really important topic that a lot of us deal with, and we don't talk about it really because we don't want to really confront our feelings or thoughts around money, right? Why Mm -hmm. do you think it's such a difficult thing for a lot of us in terms of pricing out our value or work? It, It becomes such a difficult topic. A, because we have so much emotion around money. And then B, because we make money mean so much about our own worthiness, Mm -hmm. which is such a sensitive topic, right? It it becomes hard for us to see it so black and white. Oftentimes, because there is so much 
meaning. Like we as human beings are meaning making machines. And it's like we rarely see money as just a means of exchange. We put so much weight on it. And when we have to charge, and you know, I think that this is something that we severely underestimate when we become entrepreneurs and when we start a side business, is that we have to actually ask to be paid right? Like ask for money. When we're in a job, we negotiate once and then we just keep getting paid. It's like magic every week. But as an entrepreneur, we need to ask for the money so frequently that it pushes all of our own worthiness buttons. Yeah, you can't have this conversation without some nuance here, because for people of color, it's way more difficult to even think of asking for more money. I had a conversation this week, actually, with a friend who was so nervous about asking for for more money and mm-hmm. it was one of those things where she was just like I don't know how to do this I'm so nervous I you know I, I know I should be asking for this amount and I've even felt that way so how do people of color feel the confidence enough to to you know navigate these these systems of asking for, for more money because it can be difficult for for them even you know more difficult than others absolutely and I think that that is an added challenge that people of color have because it's like years of underpayment, right? And undercharging and, and I mean, it goes way back. And I think part of it is really deciding that it can start with you. Like you can change the legacy for your family, right? For, um, for you to realize that, wait a second, I don't have to let the patriarchy and the, the years of suppression allow myself to undercharge, right? And that I'm not actually serving anybody by asking for too little. If anything, I'm doing them a disservice Mm -hmm. because I can't show up as my best if I keep undercharging. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's not really serving anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's easier obviously said than done. So I guess like what Mm. tips do you have in terms of figuring out how to price yourself out well so you make sure that you're not maybe outpricing yourself or others that are the same place as you in your industry but you're also not underpricing yourself yeah that's a great question and it's it's more of an art than a science i would say right um yeah i think there's a couple of things i think i think we have to start with clearing up all of your those own limiting beliefs right like just letting yourself journal it out, talk it out, whatever, so that you're not letting those beliefs of like, who am I to charge this? And do I have enough experience to charge that? And what if no one hires me? Because when we hold on to those kinds of limiting beliefs, we project those on the people that could hire us, right? Even if they have no truth to them, right? It's like when we keep telling ourselves something again and again, we start to take on this belief as truth. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make it true. Right. Instead, I want you to set that aside. Right. And realize like, okay, I can either believe that and then I'll continue undercharging and then I'm not going to be able to achieve the outcomes that I want, whether it's earning, saving, you know, working less, all of those things, because we get into the cycle of undercharging and overworking. So we need to Mm -hmm. recognize that actually that's not true. Just because I've been telling myself that for so long, it's not true. And it's up to us one by one to find the flip side, right? To to tell ourselves, wait a second, why is that a lie? Yeah. Right? Actually, I do have a lot of experience. Actually, if I look instead at the limitations, but instead I switch it and I look at how 
what I have done has created amazing results for people. Mm-hmm. Let me ground myself in that. And I want people to get so confident with their rates that they can say, like, pass the pepper, pass the salt, here's what I charge. Yeah. Have you ever noticed, a lot of times when you ask for the money, it's like your voice raises at the end. It's almost like a question, right? Like, could you pay me $500 for that? <laughs> True. <You know? laughs> or like how many of us send that email with the rate and then are like shaking afterwards well, or hold your breath? Like, I, always, I can't believe I just yeah. said that. Here's the thing. I always hate it when, and I feel like it's kind of like a manipulation tool when a lot of companies don't ask you to price yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you, mm-hmm. and it's like, I've been told to be like, well, and I think actually Shira was the one to tell me this, to just ask, like, what's your ballpark budget? Like, you asked them that to kind of put the reins back in there, you know, like. Why, why negotiate yeah. against I'll yourself? I'll tell you a little I trick. That. I like asking that question early, early on in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, like, way before you get up to the interviewing, the proposal phase, right, you've already started to say, you know, what is your budget for this project or for this work to be done, Right. So then they're not even at the point of thinking about what you're going to charge, but it's just like, hey, what's your range? And range is also a good word because then people feel like, okay, they can give you a range and then that way you'll likely come in. The other thing sometimes when when I'll encourage people to ask that is that they'll start to realize that you have to decide where you want to be in the market. Like, are you going to be the Tesla? Are you going to be the used car from Uncle Joe worth $200 and couldn't even make it to the train station. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's such a possible range. So you have to decide, are you the Tesla? Are you the Honda? Right? Like where do you want to fall in that? Well, on that note, you definitely gave us a lot of wisdom there and a lot of things to think about. (laughs) Um, That was Belinda (laughs) Rosenblum, CPA and money strategist and founder of Own Your Money. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to really help people. Um, I don't want to say charge what they're worth because I believe that our worth is invaluable, but really be able to charge more appropriately for the value of your services and expertise. Definitely. Let's do this. Definitely. Let's do this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Model and actress Cara Delevingne just relieved something about her sex life. And it might be something that you connect with. No. Right? Okay, so let me tell you what she shared with host Sarah Highland in a sneak preview of Lady Parts, which is an Ellen Tube series. Which I didn't even know she hosted that, but that's very cool. Anyway, she recalled being conditioned... Uh, Kara did to make loud noises when orgasming, but that she found even more pleasure by going silent. So basically, she likes to have sex in peace. That, I'm judging. You know, I don't try to judge people who like, and you know, this is all fun and games. I'm not really judging her. Oh, yes, I am. Um, no. Having sex silent? What are you, mimes? <laughs> like, what is that? What is that? Mime sex. That is so blatant. That's like, I don't know, that's like eating peanut butter and rye toast. Mm, That's bland. Might not be that bad if that's all you have in your kitchen. If that's all you have, then you have (laughs) other worries. Maybe you shouldn't be having sex because priorities. But no, seriously. So here's the thing. I get the conditioning of like, you know, a lot of us grew up on porn and people could try to redo that. And that that. that feels like it's performative. I would say on the other side, there is something about letting go and just like letting yourself 
express yourself through intimate moments in sex. And I think the other extreme is possibly also dangerous too. Like there's something that you're repressing if you're just like telling yourself like, I don't like this or you're getting distracted by noises. My question is how present are you and why are can't you be fully present in your body right. and like with what's happening and kind of enjoy and accept everything that comes with it. Yeah, because honey, I like the verbals. I like everybody being verbal. But there's a difference. You know? I get I get I people like that don't loudness. want... loudness. Yeah, I, and I get people that don't want to be passion. like... It's passion. It's intense. Like talking all the time. Me. and oh, Okay, you know. Chuck <laughs> me oh, out. No, well, okay. That's a thing that is, um, you know, depends on the person. Some people like that. Some people don't. I, I do think you don't even need to have words. You could just be like... No. Feeling grunting. Sure, you be over there doing like meditation. I like, do. <laughs> I, I, I'm a breather. I, I'm, I breathe because that creates flow and actually helps Honestly, with the orgasm. That's the, way that, the way that you breathe is triggering for asthmatics. <laughs> you breathe through your nose, I don't not know. through your it just, throat. It just feels triggering. All right. All right. <laughs> Try Either it. way, Cara, I need you to go to ter- go to therapy for that because I just I feel like there's a reason why you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, something to look into. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was gonna say let us know what you, you think, but you know, that quiet sex that is awful. That could even get more weird. I think that I, is I, I so start weird. Is, I start like hearing things when it's quiet. Yeah, like you'd be like, oh my god, is that a raccoon outside? <laughs> like, what is going on? Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We are wrapping up our show as we always do with our Yes Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. Okay, a big congrats to Lance Bass, who, guess what, now has a family. Oh, Lance Four. Yes, the former NSYNC member and his husband, Michael Turchin, announced that they welcomed twins via surrogate this week. Well, you know, remember when they made their announcement, they made a fun Halloween, like, uh, spooky trailer uh-huh. for it because yeah, they have a Halloween cute. baby. That was cute. They showed the photos to Instagram. Remember. I do actually, because I, I do, do love Halloween. It was on TikTok. I don't think she remembers. Do you oh. believe her? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so, uh, again, the photos are on Instagram, uh, and they include the birth certificates of their newborn daughter, Violet Betty, and son, Alexander James. They posted... The baby dragons have arrived. I cannot express how much love I feel right now. Thank you for all the kind wishes. It meant a lot. He then joked, now how do you change a diaper? You know, I have a Lance Baz and Michael story. Mm. The first time I ever went to Palm Springs was with them. Really? For what? Yeah, it was. It was uh, my mentor. They were really good friends with my mentor at the time. Huge. And they came. And I and like they were like the sweetest people. And oh. I can't say what we did, but okay. it was a fun time. What stays in Palm Springs with Lance Bass from NSYNC stays in Palm Springs. What ha- it's, it's what happens in Palm Springs stays in oh. Palm Springs. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, things happen and it stayed there. Uh, well, big congrats to them on their twins. How beautiful. And that's our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, Queen. And guess what? That does it for our show today and for this week. But we are back Monday weekdays here live on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we have a podcast. Catch up, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. Just find us. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan on the Odyssey app where our podcasts are available. It's that easy. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay. And now stick around for what's popping with DJ Alex D after this. Uh-huh. Bye, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.